I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of PMU Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, AJ McLean, and I am joined by my beautiful co-host, Cheryl Sherbear Burke, and the handsome and always dapper Dan himself, Mr. Rene Elizondo. Hello, everybody. Hi, guys and gals. Hi. Hi, gal. New house, who dis? New house, who dis? <laughs> who dis? So, okay, I just have to get, I just have to say this. I was going to wait until we were actually taping to say this, but I literally just found out yesterday that, and I, and at first I was like, I don't know. It seems a little, but yeah, I found out yesterday that I have a kid in Florida Shut the, and, what? Yeah. Are you, and wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why didn't you tell me this? I well, because I didn't. Are you I, I serious? Was gonna, you don't know. I he didn't no. say anything. Wait, hold Rochelle on. and this I had a long crazy. talk about this last night, trying to figure out what the next plan is. How, how old? I haven't wait, even wait, told wait, the girls. Start over. How, how Repeat old? yourself. Repeat yourself. I I haven't even told the girls. Obviously, because wait, I how you know, old? Have... Boy, girl. What are you talking uh, boy, about? Boy, boy. How old? How old? Um, I th- he think he's like, I, I want to say 19, 20, something like that. What? Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Like a tour kid? Well, how? Did you do 23 I mean, me? I mean, we've toured in Florida a bunch. Absolutely. Come on, dude. Yeah. Wait, how old were you then? Wait, hold on. Sorry. My <laughs> 20. How did you find this out? Hey, Cheryl. April yeah. Fools. Oh, you know what? You're such assholes. I fucking hate all of you. You're such idiots. Oh, I look at her. Look at her. She's like, oh my God. her mind the way, is blown right now. By the way, how crazy is this? I actually had a dream that this happened. Oh my God. Whoa. Well, you, no, Whoa. you threw me off because me you asked how old, and then I'm like, wait, if I say like five, that means yeah, I'm, I'm, no I'm, I'm no. around on my wife. Cheater. Yeah, but yeah. then I'm like, no, eight, 
19. There's a good Renee, number. Renee, you are a good actor. <laughs> Renee, you should act. Oh, he you would win a Golden Globe for what? that. I wasn't I convincing? Dickheads. Come on. I was convincing. I give up. Cheryl, did you know I was... Who in- looks at... The, who plays April Fool's when you're 12? Well, I will forever be 12. You know I'm a freaking kid. Okay. Good for you. Know you. Wait, wait. Just to get back to me for a second. <laughs> I, oh, okay. I, I did get a chance to act in Poetic Justice in a yes, scene with Tupac true. Shakur. Oh, yeah, yes. it's Tupac. That was you? Yeah, I, we're in the mail room and we're throwing darts and we're kind of dogging each other. Yeah, that was fun. Vato scene. You know, I should have known, you guys, <laughs> that first of all, you would have told Renee if that really happened. Oh my Renee's God, like, I, I, wait, you, I would be I love, in tears love, right so she's now. Like, okay, wait, hold on. Okay, hold Start on. over. Let Start me over. regroup. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make sure my nail that fell off, you can't see it. Yeah. The, the worst <laughs> part, Cheryl, is... I said, I don't know. Do you think she'll fall for it? And he goes, she'll fall for it. She'll fall for it. <laughs> I, <will. laughs> I was like, I got I don't even. I mean, uh, when I look at my calendar and it says 4-1, I don't think it's April Fool's. Exactly. But, no, okay. I mean, because, uh, yes, we are grown-ups except me for good. me. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Okay, let's just dive right in at, with something that is current. I'm not going to lie, is very alarming, um, which is the most recent interview and the documentary uh, that's out about Demi Lovato. Um, her most recent interview on Joe Rogan, as well as what she discusses in her documentary about her her battle with addiction and drugs and alcohol, but then now with this quote-unquote California sober approach, which is, you know, for those of you listening that don't know what this is, it is basically trying to do things in moderation when it comes to drugs and drinking. And coming from myself, that doesn't work. And basically what this sounds like to me is someone who's just really not 100% ready to be completely sober. Um, I mean, it's a very dangerous approach. Um, and I'm and I'm just shocked after what I've learned about her, the fact that she's had three strokes, a heart attack, overdosed, and this is this is where the path that she wants to take. And look, I I respect her wanting to do to do her, to do her thing. I get that. But at the same time, you know, surrounding yourself with people that are yes men and yes women that will just do whatever you ask is not that's that's not going to not going to help you really get through this thing. So Can I, I, say, I don't know. So I I watched all of her her last documentary and then I I know um a friend of mine who is a good friend of hers that was in this past documentary. Um what's it called? It's the it's what's it is it called dancing with the devil, right? Dancing with the devil, yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. So I've seen all of the episodes that have been released so far and Look, I think she, look, I don't agree with California Sober. Let's just make that clear at all. I do believe that there is no such thing. There, It is black or white, honestly. There's really no gray area when it comes to sobriety. And I think you're just playing with danger. But at the end of the day, what she, she was supposed to air this documentary, another documentary before that incident happened of her being hospitalized and she didn't release it. And her, I think right now, her reasoning um, not for California Sober, but in general to release this was to be 100% honest and truthful about her story because she was not honest and truthful about her story the last documentary. She basically right. was uh, using as she was shooting this past yeah. documentary saying that she Which was sober. Which she right? says. Um, yeah. <clears throat> right. And so I think that, look, I'm trying not to be judgmental, but from experience, I do know that there is no gray area when it comes to sobriety. You're either sober or you're not, but that's okay. If you choose not to be sober, then more power to you. Just, you know, she is an adult and whether she's got yes men and yes women around her, I think that's irrelevant because at the end of the day, this is what clearly she's not ready to stop using. That's you know? my that's my bottom line point, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and I agree with you. I'm the kind of person, look, I've tried it. We've all tried to, mm -hmm. you know, go out and have a drink with your friends. Okay, yes. cool. I did it. And look, could I do it? Yes. I could drink in moderation for about a fraction of a time before I'm literally mm -hmm. doing two bottles a night. I'm back to an eight ball of blow and whatever yeah. else I can, that you can throw at me. You know, that's you just, just can't use the word sober. That's dangerous. So yeah. And can, and it's confusing to people that are, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. trying to get sober. Go ahead. I, I, I like what 
both of you have already said, which is, you know, this isn't about judging her. I've been Not where at she's all. at. I, I like AJ said, I've been there. I tried moderation. I tried switching drinks. I tried switching drugs. Inevitably, I would always end up back to the drug of choice, we call it, right? What's your drug of choice? Apparently for her, she loves very strong opiates that, you know, got her into the hospital and almost died. It doesn't, you, you guys want to know what's crazy to me is that it doesn't even shock me that she's doing this. It would shock your average person that would say, you almost died. Why are you, why are you, like it's called dancing with the devil. It should be called still dancing with the devil, right? I, because she's still dancing with the devil. And, and it's not judgment. I, look, the greatest desire of any addict is to once again go back to the heyday, to when it was working, before it turned on you, before you know you, you were tempting death, before you were in trouble with the cops or all this other stuff. Every, every addict's greatest desire, this wishful thinking, is you could go back again. So apparently she's smoking weed, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yes. uh, on Joe Rogan, she said, and she still has this need to alter her brain okay mm -hmm. and, and there's also food addiction as well right yeah and yeah. let me tell you in her mind in her mind because i've been there you're like what's well, weed it's not fentanyl it's not you know not strong sobriety. opiate well a hundred percent you're a hundred percent about that california sober is a sort of oxymoron you either mm -hmm. are sober or you're not sober right right there mm -hmm. is no in between and the thing is the the reason i i have strong feelings about this is because I have been in the sobriety circles for, you know, over 20 years and I've seen so many people die trying mm -hmm. the sort of easier, softer way, yeah. which is like, mm -hmm. oh, I'll just smoke a little weed. Then they end up relapsing on what they like and they go hard and then they die. Because it alters your brain. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Once you're already high, you're like, oh, you're not in your best thinking, right? And and you're 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 keeping that addictive dog awake and hungry, mm -hmm. and so the reason I have really strong feelings is is that she is well known, and young kids are gonna that probably desperately need to get sober, will say, well, Demi's doing it this way, I'll do it this way, and then people will die, exactly. and then you're sending the wrong message. No, yes. Yeah, because you, you when you when you have a platform like I do, like you do, Cheryl, like she does. Renee to, does. And Renee does. Like when you have a platform, um, you know, and you, and you have the ability to use it for something good, even if, let's say, you don't necessarily believe it yourself, but you got to think about the other Please people out there trying to do this right, even if it's not the way you want to do it. You know, she sets but, trends and she needs to be exactly, careful in that you know, sense, yeah, right? And, because it's going to be hashtag California sober is going to exactly. be the new coolest thing. Look, and then at the end of the day, for those who actually want to stop or have stopped, they could, yeah, you know, that's how big of an influence she has. It's setting, so a, they it's could setting actually, this weird confusion. It yeah. is. For example, Ken Seeley, who is a interventionist and a trauma professional, he said that the term California sober is dangerous and disrespectful to the sober community. Um, do you agree with this? Well, here's the Absolutely. thing. I, I would, I would say I a hundred percent, 
agree that there's a dangerous aspect to this. Before the term California sober was even around, it used to be called marijuana maintenance, right? People Uh. that, that drank too much and did too much heroin, did too much coke, and then it's like, oh, I'll, I'll just smoke some weed now, right? I, I have lots of acquaintances that mm-hmm. have, that tried that. They, one of two things would end up happening. Either they would relapse into the, well, I should say they would go back to the, the stronger stuff because mm-hmm. you're, you, I agree with you, Cheryl. working. You either are an addict or you're not an addict, okay? And an addict by definition means we've lost the control We've lost the ability to control our drinking and using. That's by definition what an addict is, right? So how can you be sober and still be dipping your brush, right? Still keeping that... Still substance abuse. It it is. And and so when it really does just... I think it's altering the brain. You're altering your brain regardless. You're still numbing. You're still numbing and... It happens all the time. She's not unique in this. No. What what, what yeah. sucks is, what really does suck, I agree with that, what you just said, AJ, which is it sends this message to people, young people especially, that are on the fence about getting sober. And then they go, oh, well, that sounds cool. If, as long as I could do that, some of those kids are going to die. That's why yes. I have strong feelings about it. Because I've seen it. I think it's just disrespectful to use the word sober when you're not sober. It, it sounds us, sexy, people like right? us as well. Like there, there is, there is, but see that you're taking it lightly. Like you're saying, so for instance, like let's say the suicide rate has gone up a lot, you know, and there's some things that people may joke about, but then, you know, it's very sensitive right now. We have to watch what we say as far as what comes out of our mouth because it everybody is just um just think about just how triggered everyone is right now with everything that's going on in current events and for instance like if you think all of a sudden you just need one valid like validity as far as wanting to maybe drink or you're on the edge of like do i or do i not and then you hear someone of who's been sober before for a long time and then relapse but then she's still looks like she is you know present in a way and she's like California sober I do believe that it is it is a dangerous and I agree with you Renee but I also think that for people who have really been sober it is disrespectful because to use the word sober or I've been sober for two and a half years we take pride in that a little bit you know and I think it's important that you have to earn the sobriety yeah you know it's well, not it's not just a word you can flaunt around and Cheryl here to me that just the terminology alone california sober it's such a marketing thing right there are people out there that are marketing this imagine if when you couldn't stop drinking and i said look i'm i have a resort in in the caribbean and you're allowed to smoke weed uh help take the edge off blah 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 we call it caribbean sober that sounds sexy that sounds like a lot more appealing than having to stop and go through all the crap people that stop have to go through right i think the, they just the need only, to name it differently what you know the thing is is i think that if she decided to go down that road she should have kept that to herself that's okay? what i was gonna say and, and well, no, I, but this is her whole her whole healing process right now no, though, remember I, I, I understand that i understand what you said that she wants to be transparent she yeah, wants to let yeah. it all out there this one she should have kept to herself, someone around her should have said, look, if that's what you want to do, do it. 
don't go out in public with it because never mind that it's controversial, it's dangerous. There's have you seen her, the documentary? She does have a sober friend who I wonder actually if the, she's still well, around. She has a sober companion. I think, but Yeah, so I think she would have maybe said something. The word sober, just don't use sober. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. What what I found interesting about she and, and both the documentary and her interviews is, is she has said a few different things and I jotted a couple of them down. One of them was she said that you know, one drink was equivalent to a crack pipe. Like oh, that's okay. a, that's a, that's a bold statement. Right. And it's yeah. like, for some people that's true. You know, I know for me, one drink is equal to like well, the, the right. shit storm. But why compare? No, the shit storm that's going to come from me picking up that first drink. I already yeah. know exactly where I'm going to end up. And it's, I don't want to end up there, but I and do believe, you, I like she's... you said, rephrase, if you're going to talk about it publicly because you want to be transparent, yes, I respect you for that. But maybe the terminology needs to be changed because you are yes. setting an, 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 a confusing precedent to those people out there that really, really want to be abstinent. They want to stop all of it, the drinking, the drugs. They want to be done with it. If they think for some reason that, oh, well, like Renee said, there's this easier, softer way I can try this, nine mm -hmm. times out of 10, they will either end up in rehab, in jail, or dead, period. I agree. And, it sucks. and I think the reason why she compares it to crack, her uh, alcohol being like a, equivalent to a crack pipe is because that may have stopped her before right. from you know, wanting to use again. I also know, and look, I don't know if this is for sure, but, um, I, I knew her life coach, I think it was. And I know that I'm not sure if this has anything to do with, look, it all starts with you. I understand that. But like, there has been a switch as far as like, maybe her not going to the same, you know, life coach or whatever it is. And she does say that this, um, pandemic, you know, really helped her, I guess, just, you know, reflect a lot. Um, but I also see a really hurt, um, and sad little girl inside of her. That yeah. her Who's father not passed ready. away. Yeah. And yeah, not ready to yeah. face anything, you no, know, that's exactly. And that's so she needs to do that inner work. That inner work but, will stop you from wanting to be California sober, but you have to want to get sober and look, yeah. Yeah. and she, love yourself. Someone she doesn't love herself. Well, someone sold her on this idea right? That you, hey, you get to be sober and you still get to get high, right? Like AJ, you and I have both been there. We've done yeah. it where we're like, oh, I'm just doing a little bit. So, so I'm sober-ish. We've been there. AJ and I have both been there. We tried to moderate. Look, the thing is, if you're a real true addict, there is no going back to moderation. No. If there was, if we had that shot in our bag, there wouldn't be rehabs all over this, this yeah. country and all over it's the like world. It's like if you're allergic, yeah. I'm yeah. sure like all of- if you're of, allergic to meat, you're not gonna eat meat again. Just yeah, in, I'm in sure all doses. of my sober friends, or most of them, if they could do that, they would. Maybe yeah. I would even do that if I could, where I could be like, you know what? I could have a glass of wine once a month and I'm good. I, I, don't, I don't operate that way and- Addiction for me does not operate that way. And again, I, I this is just my opinion, and I got to say it again because I'm very, very passionate about it, is that I know for me, when I was at my worst, 
the people I surrounded myself with were enablers. They were yes men. They were people that literally didn't really care about me in any way, shape, or form that if something happened to me, I don't think they'd really give two shits. And I'm not saying that this is the kind of people that she has around her, but no, if you're not, if, it, but, it, but it, 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 it starts with her. If she's not ready yes. to get sober 100%, then to validate this approach, you need to surround yourself with people that are going to validate it for you. And, Absolutely. You are and that's you what I think she totally. has around her. That's yeah. the camp. That I well, that, that, and and that's scary to me. Like, look, and, that's he, not a hundred percent true. Like, I know her friend, and she's a really good person. But I also know her assistant saved her life because if she would have walked into her bedroom like thirty minutes later, she would have been dead. Right, but some um, of these people so, could be could also be but, scared. You know, it was her. It was the drug dealer that was with right. her. It's all in her documentary, but, right? Yeah, like, yeah, and but, took advantage of her sexually and all of that. Yeah, but some of these people that she may be surrounding herself with also might be scared to confront her and say, I don't know if this is the best thing for you because they, they may not want to lose their job. Yeah. They may not want to lose their friendship with her. I've had friends like that that are like, you know, yeah, I'm just going to let you. him do his thing. I don't want to overstep my boundaries. But then I have people like Renee in my life that are like, yo, dude, you're fucking up. I'm going to, I'm going to call you on your shit, you know? And that's the kind yeah, of people but I know coach. I need in my life. I need that in my life. I agree, and her, but her sober friend was not able to actually be around her when she was casually drinking again. I right. believe that's what she said. Yeah. So, like, I think when you, it's your choice, right? Like, if you want to be sober, you hang out with people who are a good influence. My, I have a family friend, um, really quick, Renee, and he says he's sober, but he still smokes weed, and this was triggering for me because it's so hard for me to even face him. His family, you know, um. But and it's so hard for me to hear that when he still like goes and says he's sober and he has he's been sober for so many years, but you're still smoking weed. And that's to me is just a, is not right. See, for me, it's I'm not coming at this from statistics or because I read things, you know, for me, honest to God, I've seen people try try the this way of sober, non sober kind of way with weed and inevitably they all end up back in the program with complete abstinence telling me, and, and I'm talking about countless of pe countless numbers of people that said, yeah, you know, it just, I, it, I, it was working for a little while. And then one day I just decided, well, I got away with it. So I might as well just do a little bit of heroin, you know? So for me, what, what really, the reason I am passionate about this is because I've I've been to so many funerals, you guys. Uh, we've buried so many people, a lot of them trying this California sober stuff. And I just wish, again, it's not a judgment on her. And I think that this one, she probably should have kept it to herself because mm -hmm. whether she likes it or not, she's promoting a dangerous approach to sobriety yeah. and but that's when her team of people come into place like her publicist well, may have should have said something but here's this, the thing right? here's the thing and i've had front row seats not to an addict doing this but celebrities have the deck stacked against them because like aj just said everyone around them is usually on payroll right they're afraid of losing their job they're afraid of pissing off the celebrity so they just kind of move along and 
inevitably this is what they end up thinking, right? They have to think this way. They end up thinking, well, at least it's just pot. It's not, you know, heavy opiates. It's not cocaine. It's not heroin. So they talk themselves into this kind of like, ah, it's not so bad. Lesser, And also maybe her... Her people are not educated as far as what sober that's means. True. That makes yeah, you know that's what that, that's hundred percent true. You know, I mean, that's a possibility for sure. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, most of the people that I called friends or you know um, assistants or whoever back in the day with me, they you know they didn't know that you know I had a, any kind of a problem. They didn't know that. You know, when when I said my goodnights, I kept going even though they went to bed, you know, and but, you know, again, I don't know the camp that she has. I, you know, I just know that she is such a talent. She is such a Mm -hmm. light in so many young young women's eyes. And she is such an inspiration to a lot of young women out there. And I would I would hate to lose someone to this disease another another great it because they just don't get it like they just don't want it yet i mean look lucky to be alive she oh my god she's a walking miracle and the fact that she's had you know three strokes a heart attack od'd i mean the type of stuff that was going on and she and she has said she's never been the same there are things that have it, she said well, to she got sexually, she was raped basically that same night that she yeah. doesn't really remember, but woke up naked. Like she was butt naked. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you, it's horrible. The, the, the crazy part is I, um, I overdosed on pills and I was throwing up violently. And then all of a sudden I was throwing up what looked like coffee grounds and I was scared mm-hmm. and I called my sister and she said, you're, you're bleeding internally. So it turns oh, out gosh. that I, that I was violent. I was throwing up so violently that I ripped the, uh, it's called a hiatal hernia. No, oh. it's right here. It, it, uh, your esophagus, uh-huh. it ripped. And so I was bleeding internally and I just barely made it to the hospital uh, I was I was passed out in the shower, fully dressed, trying to keep myself awake. And they took me to the hospital. They said, not much longer you would have died, right? So I wake up in the hospital. They tell, they tell me, uh, you almost died, and we think you need to go to rehab. And I said... Were you by yourself when this happened? Uh, I, our chef was with us. This was back okay. in my, during my marriage, and it was mm-hmm. the, the, the chef, my sister called the chef and said, you got, you got to get him to, to the hospital. She met us there. So I wake up in the hospital and there's a doctor staring at me and he says, you almost died. Uh, how long have you been addicted? And I, and you know, I said, blah, blah, blah. And then they said, uh, I think you need to go to rehab. And I, re- and I said to him, I said, are you kidding me? I almost died. Do you think I'm ever going to do that again there's no way in hell i'm ever going to touch that stuff and you could have hooked me up to a a polygraph test and i would have passed it with flying colors i meant it from the bottom of my heart i will never mess with that stuff again and then about three or four months went by and i got horrible news horrible news about something 
And my first thought was, wait, when I took those pills, everything was so awesome, so amazing. So my pl- so I, I called a doctor and I ended up um, getting prescription filled. And I told the doctor, just give me seven pills. I just need seven days to grieve this loss. That was my thinking. Mm. Uh, mm. Somehow I thought I was going to grieve and get high at the same time, right? And numb, yeah. <laughs> and by the time I, by, before I, um, right, not long after I took that first pill again, I was calling the doctor to get a prescription for like 90 right away. So I was right back in it. And that's... Did you tell the doctor this? Like, and he still wrote the prescription? No, no, no. I, okay. I, I didn't tell the doctor any of this. I told my, okay. ba- I told my back hurt. <laughs> yeah. And then... Um, Good excuse. So... And that went on for me for a long time where I couldn't face life. Anytime I mm-hmm. didn't like the way I felt or painful memories, like possibly Demi has losing her father and this and that, mm. you don't, you cannot, her grieving will be waiting for her when she mm-hmm. finally stops smoking weed, right? Yeah. And so just like all of AJ's painful memories were waiting for him. When my dad him. passed, same thing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah you got to walk through it, you know? And look... It's going to hit you even worse, though, when you wait. Yeah, it, it does. It's just waiting True. for you. And so I, I pray for her. I honestly, as soon yeah. as I heard about this, I, I prayed. I said, well, look, it's her. She could do whatever she wants. Um, mm-hmm. I just pray that that if she gets to a place where things could go really haywire again, I pray that yeah. she survives long enough to try abstinence and walk the, through the, whatever pain I, she needs to walk through. I agree with you. I, is there? A, I feel like there's a part that my intuition's telling me this when I was watching this right last week. Um, heard the episodes that have been released so far. There's a part of her that's crying for help though too, and I feel like, um, you know, it is so dangerous to like. There's a fine line of of stalking somebody and trying to control them and like say no, you can't do this. At the end of the day, she's an adult, you know. And I just like you said, Renee, I do pray for her and I hope that she can live through the pain and emotion that she needs to still feel and um, and grieve because there is a lot there. And I do feel like she has so much to, and as we all do, including myself, just to feel and um, feel without numbing. Do you know right now? Let's let's be honest. Right now, we could be talking about Demi in past tense, right? She mm. was such a gifted singer. Wow, I can't believe another one that died. Mm. You know, um, but and that could still happen. I I just I feel like when you're con- when you're still taking part in active addiction, sooner mm-hmm. or later, the wheels fall off sooner or later and i hope she doesn't die and i hope that maybe eventually she gets you know abstinent completely Mm -hmm. but again this isn't judgment i've done it i i did it so many times i would just try a different pill and then try a different this and then i tried weed i hated weed by the way i hated the yeah it would it would make me laugh hysterically then then i would yeah and then i would go into full-blown paranoia same like I would look at paintings in I my house. I just like the smell of it, but I hated it. I got so oh, I sick, so sick. I can't function. I, I hated every bit of it, but I had a, a friend that needed a place to stay, and he, he was a wake and bake kind of guy. He had the the gas mask that you know the bong attached to it, and and oh I was my I, gosh. I was doing all that. I wasn't ready to get sober. 
I just wasn't ready. You know, this was after mm -hmm. the divorce. Um, no, no, no. Before it, it, the divorce was going on, but wasn't settled yet. And I was just out of my mind. And, you know, there are people, look, I want to be clear. There are people who, who smoke weed and only weed their whole life and, and nothing terrible ever happens. But once you've Still tasted, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. But once you've gone hard with your drug of choice, it, it's like nothing else. Like once you play hundred dollar slots to go back to nickel slots, just doesn't, it, you could do it for a little bit, then you get bored with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But I, I do know somebody that hates hard drugs that only can smoke weed. Yeah, only, but that's right. They're yeah. not sober, but but they're, no. they're not at risk of suddenly they're going to go back to heroin or suddenly yeah. they're going to go back to fentanyl. That's what I mean. I, I know people as well that, that smoke weed and... They, They've tried the heroin though and the fentanyl and they don't like it. Well, trying it is one thing, but when you right. once you get hooked, right, trying it, I know lots of people that have tried it and they're like, it's not for me. And, yeah. I, and I tell them, well, you're not trying hard enough. <laughs> Right. I mean, my dance coach, I went to my first AA program back in when I was 15 or 16 with my dance coach, who is an addict. And he was also drinking still like, like a little bit. He was addicted to very like hardcore drugs, right? And d almost died twice. Um, and uh, he basically said that when he started drinking, he then it led to going back to his old patterns, which is why you cannot just drink a little bit. Mm. True story. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. 
A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now I'm sitting here going, okay, where now are we're we going? Just, now, now we're, we're just, just staring at each other. Now we're just like, oh, look at you. You're so pretty. Um, well, yeah. So, I mean, look, uh, bottom line is, uh, for me, I wish her nothing but the best. Um, you know, she is one of my peers in the music industry. She is an absolute doll. She's an absolute talent. I just want her to be okay. I wish that for anyone out there that is struggling um, because look, this, this shit ain't easy. You know, like getting sober is not easy. If it was that easy, so many people would probably do it, but it takes yeah. work. It takes peeling back the onion and it takes really digging deep inside. But most mm -hmm. importantly, it takes complete abstinence you have to mm. like you said at the very beginning share bear there is no there is no it's black or white you are or you're not so and if it's you know what i said to a friend of mine the other day who's getting sober again for the first time we we talk every day you know the the early struggles of sobriety and, and how, how's your head and he's like oh my god it's on fire like i'm beating myself up i'm having terrible memories all this and that i'm going from rage to sadness and I said, it's not easy, bro. And I said, and you know what? If anybody comes across and says it was easy, then maybe mm -mm. they were just drinking a little too much. Maybe they're mm, not yeah, alcoholics. You're not, you're you know, too much weed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not, you, you just said it, AJ. Like, if you're a true mm. addict alcoholic, um, you got to walk through a lot of pain. You got to walk yeah. through a lot of pain. And the people that just stop and I, I just think, okay, well, maybe maybe you just tied one on a little too many times. But there's yeah. a big difference. I, just was, I was just thinking, I think she is obviously reliving trauma, right? The trauma just happened again to her, whether that be just her dealing with her father, but then also just her almost dying cut to her being raped and her. So maybe it's more of a recent thing. You know what I mean? As far as because she has been sober for quite a long time prior to this, but then now she has to re um, start over again, basically with the trauma that she just currently experienced. Which is, you know, obviously it's n it's no excuse, but like at the end of the day, I can I have compassion for Demi, and if I were to basically see her or if we were friends, you know, I all you can do is really just pray for for them and. Mm -hmm. um, and be a great example as far as like lead by example and not preach it too much. Absolutely. You know? Demi, girl, if you listen to this show by any chance at all, uh, give your big brother a call. Um, I would love to just chat. I would love to be there and just to be, you know, another ear to listen. Um, and, Are you guys friends? You know, and just, uh, I mean, we've... We've met quite a few times. My wife actually did her makeup years ago. Oh, wow. Um, and, 
you know, even, even my wife felt bad for her. Then she was going through it and she could just see it on her face while she was doing mm-hmm. her makeup that she was just so flustered and so frustrated. But I mean, girl, I I, I, I I don't think I have all the answers. I'm telling you, I don't have all the answers, but I would love to just pick your brain and just talk to you and see, see if maybe, uh, there's something, uh, you know, there to, you know, talk about, but I would, I would love to be able to say to her simply if, if you ever get to a point, right. Where the weed, it just isn't working either. Right. It's just not working. And, and you want to give this a shot, you know, call us. Um, we've, you know, we've tried all those things. Didn't work out for us. Um, I don't know anybody personally that's ever gone down the weed path and didn't end up back on, on their drug of choice. But if she ever gets to a place where she's ready to try abstinence, for sure, give us a call, man. We, yeah. this is, this what's is your some... phone number, Renee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your detailed phone number and address? Well, you know, people, the sad people part have is your I could old say address. It. People have your old address. It. No, I could say it and no one will call. That's not true. <laughs> You'd be surprised, bro. Oh, have you so guys many questions in your voicemail. No, box. you know what's funny? Uh, I got a lot from the last podcast. I got a lot of people reaching out wanting to hug me because I told that story. <laughs> and, and I wanted to say, wait, wait. With you, Joe Coy? Yeah, when I, when I said that thing about, you know, uh, class, reading class, all quiet. You, you remember the story, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but a lot of people reached out and they just wanted to give me a hug. And, and I, I just want to say like, no, 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 you guys, I'm like totally fine, okay with it now. <laughs> you have all these random people hugging you randomly. Yeah. It still bothers you now, man. Virtual you might, hugs. You might yeah. want to go back and uh You're talk. like, did you get the vaccine though? Um, no, I'm not you. Oh. I'm just saying, if people just randomly hug you, you might want to ask. Yes. Oh, that's funny. I get my I second actually, vaccine. Yeah, Friday. you get your second one Friday. I get my second one on Tuesday. Wait, excuse me. How did my you get one? My second shot. Uh, I went and I waited and I... then I got one. But are you within the age group that's offering it right now? Uh, so, yes. Um, oh. But it's going to be available to everyone as of the 15th. But yeah, but it's not the 15th yet. I know. No, I literally went to the library over here by my house. And kept what? waiting. He kept going I was back. On, I was on a waiting list. And I just, okay. you know, if they basically. I'm just busting your balls. Well, no, it was like the first day that I went, I went, there was five of us left. Only if they have vaccines that are left over, they, they have to use them. Otherwise they go bad. Mm. So mm. they came out. They're like, sorry, we don't have any left, but come back at this exact time tomorrow and sure enough, got it. And then I go on Tuesday. Uh, I'm the last man standing in my family to be completely vaccinated. So then we will all be vaccinated. Jeez. And uh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I was the imagine- second one might might do you in though. Careful. You know, it's 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 crazy because, and look, I'm I'm I I say this with uh, utter um, humility because uh, I don't know if I buy it, but both my mother-in-law. And my wife are convinced somehow that I'm immune to just a lot of things because, Why? like, at any time, every single every single woman in this house is sick. Whenever that happens, which it has happened many times, both my girls, back when my mother in law was living, all of this, they 
I, I would not get sick. Both my, my, my wife and my mother-in-law think that, that they had COVID back the end mm. of 2019. I didn't get sick. I can did, count wait, did on one Did you have COVID when hand. you were sick during the show? No. Like literally, I can, t- I can count on one hand since I was a kid yeah. how many times I've actually been sick. And, but I've never, I've never had the flu. It's yeah, weird. Same. It's weird. But, but I think it's all psychological. All right, you guys. Well, listen, um, you know, hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Thank you guys always for tuning Tell in your and listening. Friends. Tell your friends. Hi, your kid. Hi, Tell your their friends. Um, and uh, let's all, you know, uh, let's all keep our hands together and keep a nice prayer every day for our girl Demi out there. And yes. uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, she will, she will come out of this a winner. So um, God bless you guys. Everyone have fun out there. Be safe. And we will see you and talk to you next time. Follow Pretty Messed Up on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.